Hey, it's Pastor Mike. I'll keep this short because I know you want to listen to today's message. You're here because you want to continue growing in your faith, and we at Time of Grace want the exact same thing for you. Just visit us at timeofgrace.org, and you'll find a ton of resources at your fingertips, like sermons, videos, books, devotions, our blog, and of course, more podcasts. See you there. It was the worst burn ever. I was trying to heat up some water, but I put the wrong mug into the microwave for too long, and not paying attention, I just opened the microwave and grabbed the mug and pulled it out. And right then, it started to burn terribly. I couldn't just drop it because there was a glass stove top right underneath, and the kitchen sink is two steps away. And with every step, every millisecond, the burning increased tenfold, and it was bad. Blisters everywhere. When we're carrying something that we're not meant to carry, sometimes the damage can increase with every single step. And that's a helpful way of understanding the way that guilt works. To help us unpack that, let's look at two different case studies side by side, Judas and Peter, both of them followers of Jesus. First, let's look at Judas. He was the treasurer. He took care of the money, but he often tried to help himself and he skimmed off the top. This greed started to push out more and more of the space that he had in his heart for God's word. Even though he's following Jesus, this darkness started to creep in more and more. He even agreed to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And on that last night that he was with Jesus, Jesus even warned him of what was going to happen. And that warning is a a moment of grace, and yet Judas still went on his way. Pause. Now let's look at Peter. Peter was the impetuous one, bold, always wanted to be where Jesus was. One time Jesus was walking on the water in a storm and Peter was willing to walk out after him. He was always ready to step up and be brave. Jesus warned him that he was going to deny Jesus three times and Peter said, never, this will never happen to me. One time he even said, if all the others fall away, I won't be that guy. It won't be me. Well, Jesus was captured and betrayed by Judas, and Peter followed closely behind to warm himself by the fire, and they recognized, these people sitting around recognized that it was Peter, and he denied knowing Jesus. And the worst time was the third time when Jesus rounded the corner, and Peter saw Jesus see him while he's denying Jesus. Cut to the heart, to the very core, imagine the immense guilt. Pause. One of the things we see with both of these side by side is that even though they're close to their Savior and they know, still both of them had some massive mistakes. And so what do we learn about these pathways is seen as we compare them side by side and how they move forward. What does Judas end up doing? Well, Judas tries to take the 30 pieces of silver that he used as payment to betray Jesus and give it back to them, but they're not having it. They already have their reward and they're ready to kill Jesus. He tries to really give it back. In fact, he throws it back at them. But you know what we learn? There's no amount of payment. There's no price that can be paid to release us from our guilt. Judas is trying to give that money back to hopefully free Jesus and salve his conscience, but that's not how guilt works. There's no amount of success or stuff in this life that's ever going to release that immense burn on our heart and soul. And so what was left of Judas? Well, since evil had so captivated his heart and darkness had pushed out the light, he was left only to himself. And we learn, sadly, that 
he took his own life and hanged himself. The Bible says, worse yet, that he, according to his heart, went to the place where he was destined to go. When left only with guilt, that burn eventually consumed his heart. And that's a great warning for us, a serious one, that is. To never underestimate how, when we carry something we're not meant to carry, it doesn't just go away or dissolve or dissipate over time. It can burn us every single step along the way. Compare that to the path of Peter. When Peter sees Jesus, see him, scripture says he went out and wept bitterly. And we don't know the words of those weeping, but we know that he's so sorry for that massive mistake that he made. But he didn't despair He still looked to God and the Savior who would pursue him. You see, after Jesus died and rose on the third day, he went and pursued Peter. And when he found Peter, he said, Peter, do you love me? And he asks three times, which is emblematic of the three times that Peter denied Jesus. You see, Jesus seeks us out too when we are experiencing the burn of guilt on our heart and soul not to throw that right back in our face and to remind us of our mistakes and why we really should feel guilty, no, but in order to forgive us. So we would know that our Savior died and rose so we would be freed from that guilt. But there's more. He said to Peter, feed my sheep. The same Savior who washes away that guilt and salves consciences with his mercy and forgiveness also gives us not just the peace of forgiveness, but also purpose too the purpose to serve him. I mean, if you would look out in the world and consider the amount of people that are walking around with big time guilt, that's like burning their heart and every single step they're carrying it along further and further and the burning is increasing. God gives certain people this profound purpose. People who have been forgiven, who now know what it's like to be forgiven of their guilt so that they can share that message with others. Do you know anybody like that? God not only has forgiven you in your Savior Jesus, He also gives you an opportunity, a privilege, and even purpose to be that mouthpiece to others so that they would know that a Savior does not burn in anger against us, but always aims to forgive us, to give us peace, and yes, even profound purpose.